Are you curious about how things work or about how things are made? This is Friday, February 9th. I don't know about you, but I love to visit factories and see how the machines turn out products. I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania, where chocolate is made. And I visited a number of large breweries to see how beer is made. I also love to see people work with their hands. I remember being invited by a shop owner in Jerusalem to visit his workshop outside of Bethlehem, where craftsmen made nativity sets out of olive wood. I remember being amazed at how the workers crafted each piece by hand after carefully selecting the piece they would use. It was fascinating. Now, I think we try to envision the way things work and how they're made. We desire to understand the process involved. This is one of the concepts underlying modern science. We believe that the experiments that work today will work the same way tomorrow under the same conditions. The same process we use to make chocolate, well, (laughs) today we'll continue to make chocolate tomorrow. We can count on this. Scientific studies aim to show us how this is so and explain how these processes work. Now, as we study scripture, we find times when there are explanations for miraculous events. At other times, we're given no explanation at all. Let's look at our scripture passage for today. This is Exodus chapter 14, verse 21 to 23. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea And the Lord drove back the sea by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now, this scene is recorded in the book of Exodus, and it's about the Exodus of Israel. It's one of the most famous miracles in Scripture. You could say it is the first salvation miracle. Of course, if we've been reading the book of Exodus, we've seen ten plagues that fell upon the Egyptians. These also are miracles, but they have not been explained to us. Instead, here we are told that the Lord divided the sea, And we are told the means by which God used to do this. A strong wind from the east pushed the sea back so Israel could cross on dry ground. Now, scientists will tell us that this phenomenon can happen and they can cite examples. If you have traveled the world, perhaps you've seen the kind of tides that roll into fjords, creating immense waves. Also, we who live in Miami know how wind can move water. Such a great wind hit my grandmother's home here in Miami with Hurricane Andrew that her car was swung around like a weather vane, though it was not turned over or damaged otherwise. There are two questions I have as we consider this scene today. First, why does God work this miracle in this way? God often cooperates with nature to accomplish his purposes. Of course, this does not make what happened less a miracle. If such a wind does push back water on occasion, the miracle is that God did it at this precise moment, the moment when Israel was being pursued by the army of Pharaoh. Israel crossed on dry ground. 
but the army of Pharaoh was trapped by the returning waters. And what are the chances of that? Israel stood there and was convinced that God had intervened for them. But second, why does God tell us in his word here, and he rarely tells us elsewhere how he accomplishes these miracles? Well, because in the ancient world, the seas were connected with chaos, that which human beings cannot tame and cannot control. God is revealing his power. When we see Jesus calm the sea, the miracle we will be looking at next week, we will see this more closely. The point is that what is beyond our control is within God's control. That is what God wanted his people to see and know. The theme of the book of Exodus is that the people would know that the Lord, he, is God. Though the gods of Egypt seem to be powerful and imposing, the Lord is the true and living God, and he has power to tame the seas. Moses raises his hands and prays, and Israel walks through the sea to the other side, but the Egyptians are swept away. I think this is what God wants us to know as we go through our days. What is impossible for us as human beings is possible with God. Of course, God shows us this most clearly in raising Jesus from the dead. What generates fear in our lives, the thing that we could not control, we cannot, death, is under the control of our loving and gracious God. You see, God didn't save Israel because they were better than other people or more in number or significant in any earthly way. He saved them because he loved them. And it is this that we rest in each day. The God who drove the east wind and divided the sea to bring his people across in safety is the one who has redeemed us and has called us by name and also has raised us up. Let's pray. Father, we want to know how things work, to be able to control processes and repeat them as we wish. With all the knowledge you have given to us, there is so much that is beyond us. Help us to trust in you because we have seen your steadfast love for us in Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.